In today's parable from the Gospel of Matthew, we, we hear about a landlord who leases his vineyard to tenants, but the tenants become possessive. There's a possessive attitude um, to a vineyard that they have received. They don't think of themselves as tenants anymore. They think of themselves as landlords. So when the landowner, when it's harvest time, sends his servants, they mistreat the servants. Well, the landowner is patient and he sends another group of servants. The same result. Finally, he sends his son. The tenants seize on the opportunity and kill the son. And um, then Jesus asks the question, what do you think the landowner will do? Obviously, he's speaking to the chief priests and the Pharisees, and spontaneously they respond that these wicked men will have a bad end, that the vineyard will be taken away from them and be given to other tenants who will give the produce to the landowner. And then Jesus, obviously this is not in the gospel, but it's, it's, um, it implies Jesus is pointing to the chief priests and the Pharisees and telling them that you are these wicked tenants. And if you do not change, that you will have a bad end. Today, we celebrate Respect Life Sunday. The uh, bishops of the United States invite us to pause and reflect more deeply on the sacred gift of human life. The theme for this year is live the gospel of life. What is the gospel of life? Well, the gospel of life is to treat your neighbor just the way Jesus loves you. Especially those who are most neglected in society. I came across a story about a, um, an athlete. Her name, um, this is an Italian athlete. Her name is Tanya. Uh, she is a diver. And in 2015, she won a gold medal in the World Swimming Championship. And in 2016, she goes on to win a silver and a bronze in the Olympics at Rio. Um, after the, well, uh, just to backtrack, uh, she comes from a great family. Her parents were also um, participated in the Olympics. They were also divers. Um, so that's the legacy that she's living. In 2018, she becomes a mother. Um, she has a beautiful daughter, Maya. And, um, and later on, after the pregnancy and after giving birth, uh, she decides to compete again. And she, she decides to prepare for the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. This would be her sixth Olympics, right? She's not 
not very young. Um, but like, like for many of us, um, you know, COVID happened, um, and um, and she got an opportunity to rethink on her priorities during this time. And um, one of and, and destiny got her um, to be pregnant again. And um, during this time, she makes a choice. She decides not to compete at Tokyo. By the way, the Tokyo Olympics has been moved um, you know, from 2020 to 2021. Um, and she, but she decides not to compete because she knew this was the last opportunity. She was preparing sixth Olympics, first time as a mother that she would be competing. Um, she decides to give all of that up for the family, um, for the growth of their family. Um, and um, she would go on to say um, she decides to dive into motherhood rather than dive into the swimming pool in Japan. So, so stories like this are not common, but they are there. God, through today's parable, is sounding an alarm. He is asking us Catholics to wake up. The violence that was committed um, by the tenant farmers is happening even today in our cities and in our country. Every day, about 3,000 children die to abortion in the United States. More than 63 million abortions have taken place in the U.S. since the Roe v. Wade legislation uh, that was passed in the year 1973. Assisted suicide is being promoted as a human right. Unless we end this violence, we will be bringing ourselves to a bad end. So what can we possibly do? God's way of addressing evil has always been to find someone who can stand up and speak up um, against the evil. Sending prophets from centuries. Many among us are working men and women. We are parents, we are grandparents, we are students, we are catechists. We are the prophets. We are the evangelists. And what is our message? Our message is all life is sacred from conception to death. And this message has to be proclaimed and heralded powerfully, clearly, and persistently. And we need people to stand up and speak in our society. A society that is more and more becoming pro-choice. I will do it my way. I will make my own decisions. It is my body. As Christians, we give up our choice to follow the will of God. We give up our way to follow God's way.
because we know God's way is better and will always lead to a good end. Following our way leads to a bad end. In 2009, a big story broke out in the news about a woman named Abby Johnson who was an executive director of an abortion clinic had converted and become a pro-life activist. All this while she was rationalizing that abortion is okay. She thought abortion rights, as, as growing up in college, uh, abortion rights were equal to women rights. She started volunteering at, the, um, uh, at Planned Parenthood after meeting this organization at a university career fair. She grew from being a volunteer to a campus intern and then finally was hired as an executive director of this clinic in Texas. But she was passionate, unlike the other workers at the clinic. She truly wanted the best for the women. And so she, whenever she encountered a woman, she would give them more information that a normal um, worker would not. She would give them all the options that were available. But she was still far away from the truth. Until on one day, she had to assist in an ultrasound-guided abortion. She was able to see on screen something that looked like a baby. When a probe was inserted into the woman's uterus, the baby moved away. It was like the baby was fighting for its life. But within the blink of her eye, she saw the baby crumble. The life was gone. And that changed everything for her. But during this difficult time when she was already into this, but also kind of heard the call to get out of uh, what she believed, and, and, and as she was getting clarity about this not being the truth, that this is life uh, that is being sucked out, um, she decides to go to an organization for help. The organization was called Coalition for Life, and they used to do a 40-day for life campaign. So they used to campaign for, 20, for 12 hours at the clinic um, for 40 days. Um, in, during the business hours. And she had encountered them, but never really, you know, uh, took on the step to meet them. But she knew that they were there. And she reached out to them for help, and they were able to um, help her transition out of the abortion clinic. Um, she goes on to become, she was, a, she was a Protestant, but she goes on after this transition to become a Catholic. Um, she sets up a non-profit organization to help other abortion workers to leave their jobs. 
her life uh, or her story has been made into a movie. The movie was released in 2019. It's called Unplanned. And there's a book also um, by that title. So there is hope. We should never give up. And we should never fall into hopelessness. Amy or Abby, Abby heard this call. She heard the echo that we hear um, um, of, of God, you know. And, and she listened. Today's gospel ends with a message of hope. Jesus says, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Yes, we are wicked. Uh, we go away. We don't follow God's ways. Many a times we kill the messengers of God, people who want us, want the best for us. We many a times shy away and are afraid uh, to stand up for the gospel of life. In our workplace, in our schools, colleges, in the digital world that we live in, we become the wild grapes. But God has not given up on us. He, he converts and transforms the defeat into victory by giving us back Christ, whom, whom we many a times kill in many different ways. But he gives, but God gives Christ his son back to us as the source of life. So let us go to Christ, you know, who is the fountain of life, and truly ask him for the grace to live the gospel of life. In a world that is not easy um, and is more and more hostile.